This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeza Geese. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jaginiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out last week's episode, which featured my chat with Michael Palmazano, aka Guitargate, about his epic sit-in with Umphreys McGee and his first show experience on June 30th at the Frederick Fairground in Frederick, Maryland. There is a link in the show notes for where you can give that a listen if you missed it. There is also a link for where you can watch our chat on YouTube. Also, if you missed the first time Michael was on the show back on episode 99, there is a link for that in the show notes as well. This week on the show, I'll be bringing you a recap of the first two stops on Umphreys McGee's summer tour, June 25th and 26th at Apple Valley Park in Lafayette, New York. These shows also happened to be my first shows back since February of 2020, almost 500 days. So lots of exciting things to talk about this week for sure. I'm sure you can tell already in my voice that I'm super hyped to talk about these two shows and, you know, also talk about getting back out there. Some of you may know that my 10-year-old daughter Marley has been taking lessons with Joel since September of 2020, and he wanted to meet her before the show. So we headed backstage before uh, the show started night one, and immediately my son Brendan notices that they have games back there, and he is just so happy he loves nothing more than playing games like he's just in heaven when there's board games and they had darts Stasic was back there throwing some darts around and he just goes up you know like their old friends or whatever hey what's up and Stasic's like is it cool if he plays darts I'm like yeah go ahead do your thing so he was back there playing Jenga uh like a larger version of Jenga with Keith Griner and it was just it was great and my daughter made a little bracelet for Joel, a handmade bracelet, and it had letters, like blocks in there, and it said like Joel, and the letters like were in little gold writing and stuff, and he loved it. He was so, so happy that she had made this little bracelet, and we got some pictures, so shout out to Keith Griner for being really quick backstage and grabbing his camera and taking some pictures because... I only had my, you know, my cell phone and I was doing like awkward side pictures and stuff. So a huge thank you to him for being so fast and snagging some quick shots of Marley meeting her teacher and, 
you know, Brendan living his best life backstage, he kept asking me, Brendan kept asking me if we could go back there, like, during the show. He'd be like, I want to go back there and play. And I'm like, you can't go back there right now, honey. Like, the band is playing. And, you know, it's like the middle of the show and stuff. And But he was funny. He just wanted to keep going back there. And, you know, he had such a great time. And it was so awesome for Marley to have the opportunity to meet her teacher in person. And so it was just – and it was great to see everybody, of course. Um, but it was great to see everybody, like, backstage, too, and, and just to, to finally see everybody in person again. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm going to try not to, you know, be too much <laughs> with it. It's just I'm so happy to – um, have been able to go to these two shows and to have so much music to talk about again. And it just is so grateful. So, 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 so grateful. Seriously, just so much gratitude just pouring out of me. And it's just going to keep happening during this. So this whole episode, I'm just so grateful. Um, and also Keith Griner was in town because he was getting ready for the next night after night two the band was going to leave on helm studio on the 27th and keith is responsible for the incredible camera work um that everybody saw during the stream for that uh that's all keith and his crew um so shout out to him and them fantastic job um and actually a nice little treat you might not know night one of apple valley is actually available to watch on nugs so if you are a nug subscriber um you go down on the bottom or whatever and it says watch you search umphreys mcgee um night one of apple valley is on there to watch um levon helm is also on there um but yeah, night one of Apple Valley is on there for you to enjoy. I haven't had the chance to watch it yet um, at the time of me recording this. Probably this weekend coming up I will watch it. Um, but I'm excited to watch it and uh, show the kids. I'm sure they're going to be super excited to be able to rewatch the show that we went to, one of them at least. Um, and the venue location was really cool. Um Honestly, though, it would suck if there was rain because you're just parking in a grassy field. Um, but the venue in the hills of central New York is beautiful. And it was a big-ass full moon both nights, too. So that was cool the first night. You could really especially see it. So that was just like a really awesome like added touch of the weekend. And, you know... There's going to be first-year kinks of any venue, and, of course, there's going to be first-time show during a pandemic kinks as well. Um, but, you know, I think they could even use that venue as a place to have shows, um, you know, even when they're not doing the pod thing. I would definitely go there again and see some shows. Um, so hopefully it's a place that sticks around. I think it's a cool idea. And, you know, honestly, there's just nothing to complain about because I'm just so damn grateful <laughs> for live music being back. I'm so, so happy. And honestly, like the staff and the volunteers and everybody, um, they were all super cool. Like everybody was really, really great. And this was a pod show. And I know a lot of people are kind of over that whole thing, but I will admit personally, 
this being my first time out doing something like this, um, and I did have my kids with me, I was not mad about the pod thing, especially because of our location right up front in front of Jake on the rail both nights, and we had our little space, and you're never going to get that again of being able to be up there that close on the rail and not have people shoving on you and, you know, have not having to be worried about the kids or whatever. So I'm not even mad about the pod situation for that. And I hadn't taken my daughter to an Umphrey show with me since she was like six months old. Um, side note, that show, uh, Lewiston, New York, 2011 is so sick. The Rasta Man chant is ridiculous. Also, the sweetness in that show is really good. Um, I'm just going to actually link that in the show notes. Um, give that show a spin for sure. Anyway, um, it was cool to experience this with her um, because, like I said, it had been forever since we'd been to an Umphrey show together. And she was just having so much fun. She wasn't originally going to go both nights, but after the first night, we all know what happens. Um, and she wanted to go so badly. Um, so we took her. She had such a great time. Um, and there was one point during the second set of night one where she's sitting in the chair and she's got, you know, the glow stick, she's got the necklace and the bracelets and she's got the whole glow stick thing. And she's got the umph love stickers all stuck on her. <laughs> and she's just sitting in the chair, beaming, looking at the stage. And the moment I took the picture, snapped it quickly on my cell phone, Ben factor, like the way the lights were, it just happened to be that it looked like she was just illuminating and she just the biggest smile on her face and uh, it was it was so great it was so special and you know I'm so grateful that it was such a good weekend and the weather was beautiful and they were able to share it with us and it was just it was such a special weekend and I'm so grateful to be back to live music oh my goodness so my choice for favorite night Honestly, that was really hard one to choose. This time, I really don't think that I have one that kind of stood out more than the other. I really, really thought about that. And sometimes when I'm not sure, I look back on my nugs list and I say, oh, well, this night had more highlights than this night. So I'm going to kind of lean more toward that one. But these were they were even <laughs> with both of these nights when I look back on my nugs list. So I'm going to have to say that they're tied. I mean, both of these nights um, were really special and incredible. Before we get into the two nights at Apple Valley and the kickoff of summer tour, I have a very exciting announcement to pass along to you, my awesome, awesome listeners and supporters. Actually, I think I'll let Joel reveal the big news. What's up, Humphreys McGee fans? It's Joel, hope you're doing well. Got a very special announcement for you today. We are going to be doing a four-part podcast series with Sarah J, Dropped Amongst This Crowd podcast called Tales from Scamp, going over all the greatest hits of summer camp over the years. You're gonna hear lots of stories from summer camp, tales past, stories including Humphreys and Huey Lewis, 
Gene Ween, lots of other cool stuff. So in celebration of 20 years of summer camp, I hope you'll join us in uh, checking these out. It was a lot of fun making them. Lots of great stories. We'll see you at summer camp 2021. So excited to be bringing this mini series to you guys. As Joel said, this has been a lot of fun to work on. The first episode of Tales from Scamp will air Thursday, July 29th, and the following three Thursdays, getting you adequately prepared for Summer Camp Music Festival, kicking off the final day of this mini-series, and the pre-party day of the festival, Thursday, August 19th. Keep your eyes peeled to social media for more and stream Tales from Scamp anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts beginning Thursday, July 29th. Do you have a small business that makes shirts, pins, jewelry, stickers, prints, or sells other interesting products or art that you think peeps would love to get their hands on? Is your band looking to get some attention from fellow music-loving umfreaks? Maybe you provide an awesome service that could make folks' lives better or easier and want some like-minded clientele? Are you looking to hire some cool people to work with? Perhaps you have a rad idea for a podcast a feature you'd like to see in Conduit Magazine, or some other creative ideas that you think the community would love, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company would love to help. With space available on our podcast network for your Umphreys-related show, the options to have your products featured on the DATC store, social media promotion of your band, ad space and monthly issues of Conduit, commercial spots here on the podcast, and so much more. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow umfreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Check out our website, datcmediacompany.com, to learn more about the many services we offer. Have questions or want to know more? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. All right, so... Let's get into these two nights of music. As I mentioned, these were both at Apple Valley Park in Lafayette, New York. This venue, very new, just opening during this new era of live music, figuring out a new way to be able to bring the masses together in a safe way while still enjoying music. Getting Night One started with Crucial Taunt, followed by Dump City starting its fall down the rabbit hole about four minutes, getting up and dusting itself off and embodying confidence as it dances on, sinking its heels into something a little more ominous about five minutes later, gathering up everything in its path and fully succumbing to its beastly self, colliding right back into the ending of Dump City, twinkling into well-wishers next, Last played August 24th, 2019 at White River State Park in Indianapolis. I thought about this and checked all things Umphreys. Mike Racky, according to that, has never sat in on this tune. And I really think that he should. 
honestly. I think that he would really, really add a lot to that tune. Um, so that's why I looked that up. Um, maybe I'll mention that the next time that I talk to him. Um, and side note, if you missed my chat with Mike Racky, episode 156, um, I suggest you check that out. There is a link in the show notes where you can listen or watch. Back to this set list. Remind me next. And for those of you that are nerds like me, this one on Nugs clocks in at 13 minutes and 48 seconds. Comfortably dancing in early on about three minutes, continuing to delicately dance along, embodying more country roots as it continues, then slinking into something a little more loungy, completely leaving Remind Me as an afterthought for now, undressing, pulling back the curtain, and revealing thin air, joyfully dancing into Kimball after that, and closing out the first set of Night One at Apple Valley with a very nice The Crooked One, cooling its heels about six minutes, sweetly and dramatically dancing around, full body embracing all sorts of confidence, soaring right into a beautiful and powerful lyrical stew from Bayless. This seriously sounds like something that somebody in their just raw state wrote in their journal. I mean, that's all of Bayless's lyrics sound like somebody's journal entry. Mine personally sometimes. Um, But this was just, it felt really raw and so emotional the words that that he was saying in this in this stew it was just beautiful dramatically dancing on and every time I listen to this it's just it gives me goosebumps and a couple of tears the first few times that I listen to it and I'm really excited to see if this grows into something more if he actually takes this and it grows into its own beautiful journal entry this its own beautiful story delicately setting it back down on earth just wow I mean it's it's so beautiful it just it is it's really beautiful this one is the first tune from these two nights that found its way onto my 2021 list And if you missed it, Umphrey's Rock Show on Instagram did a video with that dramatic lyrical stew part of the tune. And I think it's so perfect for the emotion that that part personally like invoked in me. And I know other people um, that were there or listened to it or whatever felt the same way. Um, So kudos to them again for doing, syncing the video with that part of the stew up. It was it was perfect. Um, and if you're not following that page on social, do so. There is a link in the show notes for that where you can find it. Set to for the evening, another five song set, kicking off with It Doesn't Matter, wandering off early on slightly about three minutes, sliding back into It Doesn't Matter about three minutes later, sinking hard into that Western jam on Jake's part slightly after six minutes, dabbling back in once more slightly before eight and a half. Stasic making things real funky as we begin the next part of our journey about a minute later, dancing around, getting itself all worked up, setting its sights on home and bringing it all back together. 
Ringo next, going off on its own aggressive drive around the neighborhood, continuing to climb, letting it come to a more even level and full steam ahead back home in to Ringo, dancing off with the right blend of confidence and attitude, gathering all sorts of momentum about 10 minutes, fully bringing it back home in to Ringo about 11 minutes. Very dramatically moving into the next one, Made to Measure. This version would go unfinished the entire weekend and left who knows where, perhaps never seeing closure. Instead, fully embodying August, opening itself up very early on, showing its fullness, cooling its heels, rounding the corner, confidently gathering more and more energy, slamming back into August about nine minutes. And of course, the Creamy Bayless solo at the end. I was so happy when they started playing August. I yelled so loud. I was like, time will compensate her bitches. Like before it even started, I was so, I was just so happy to be there. (laughs) So happy. It felt like it was victory like I know that we're all still in this thing like it's still happening there's still shit going on like we still have to wear masks and all the things like we're still in this but being there felt like we have accomplished something we have gotten through something already you know we have gotten through the really awful part of what happened in 2020, you know? And so even though there's still a lot of work to be done and there's still a lot of things to to do in terms of COVID and all of that, it still felt like, yeah, we, we did it. You know, we, we got through that past year. We, we did it. And, and so there was that piece of it too, that it felt like, like a victory screech for those of you that watch Spongebob. Um, But that's kind of how it felt sometimes was just like, fuck yes, we fucking survived 2020. Woo! (laughs) Dramatically, again, moving into the next song, really sounding like something Brendan and Jake created and was used in the Canyonlands film, Not totally sure about that, but it does sound really familiar um, to a couple of scenes in that movie. Bursting into the first part of the all-in-time story, starting its journey off pretty energetically, then Stasek with the really billowy, fat bass lines, sounding like toxic sludge bubbling and morphing. I just love that, like, it's like this kind of, like, thick, bubbly, syrupy sounds that he makes. I like those a lot. (laughs) Joel carrying the dramatic tones as this jam slips even further down the rabbit hole, rounding the corner and continuing to gather energy, trying on one more personality, Jake ripping it to shreds and right into the second set ending conclusion of Remind Me that graced our ear holes midway through the first set. Encore for the evening, the Lanier. This would go on a little adventure starting slightly before six minutes, 
Jake slyly slipping into that Western jam again a little bit, dramatically continuing on, gathering momentum, getting itself all into a tizzy, and when it gathers its head, finding itself in the conclusion of All in Time to completely bring this first night at Apple Valley to a close. Looking for a new way to stream your music or listen to your favorite podcasts? Check out this exclusive offer for DATC listeners. Head to getamazonmusic.com slash crowd to receive a 30-day free trial of Amazon Music. That's getamazonmusic.com slash D-R-O-P-P-E-D-A-M-O-N-G-T-H-I-S-C-R-O-W-D to get a 30-day free trial and unlimited access to 70 million songs, always ad-free on Amazon Music. Night 2 would start with similar skin, wasting no time getting into it, adventuring off about three minutes and sinking right into the depths, finding its way through the brush, crawling its way back into similar skin. In the kitchen after that, falling down the rabbit hole, getting to its feet and dusting itself off and dancing on about four minutes, rounding the corner and beginning to gain some elevation. Four minutes later, falling back to sea level to continue dancing on, putting the brakes on about a minute later and completely embodying a different, more sensual vibe, gathering a little more momentum before being left behind for now. We would see that later on in the evening in the second set, stepping right into Professor Wormbog, getting all sorts of grimy courtesy of Stasic as we sink in slightly after two minutes. And sidebar, have you listened to my chat with Jake yet? He actually talks about Professor Wormbog and that being his favorite book as a kid. Yep, in case you didn't know, this song is based off a book, Professor Wormbog in Search for the Zimperup Zoo by Mercer Mayer. Um, some of you may also remember the books, the little critter books. Um, that's Mercer Mayer as well. I used to read those books a ton when I was a kid. Um, so it was cool when I got older, got into Umphreys, and found out that the same author wrote this book. Um, and Jake was just into um, the Professor Wormbog book as a child. So it's cool to hear that story. So give a listen to um, what Jake has to say about that um, and a whole bunch more. Um, if you haven't listened to that, um, links in the show notes, of course, if you missed it. This one would reprise as the turbo version. Hourglass after that not seen since June 2nd, 2018 at Ace Adventure Resort in Minden, West Virginia. Interestingly, they would take that one for a spin pretty recently after these Apple Valley shows during night two at the Caverns. Chris telling us they're going to try a slow number next, so we all know what that means. Jake ripping open the beginning riff of Stinko's Ascension, coming apart, falling to earth, piecing itself together, journeying through almost like if 
we're adventuring through this thick fog. Like I imagine we're on this like boat in a river somewhere and just all foggy and it's hard to see. Like that's how I felt when I was listening to this section. Consuming everything in its path, completely abandoning its ideas about seven minutes, gathering all sorts of kinetic energy, getting itself into a tizzy, and finding its way back into Stinko's. That was a fun ride to go on. Definitely felt the emotions with that one. I also did tuck that onto my 2021 list to come back to. Example one next that would sink into a sexy Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac tease. And if you know me, (laughs) you can only imagine my delight on the rail when Jake slipped into that. And I happened to be wearing my new Fleetwood Mac kimono that evening. So I was all like, ah, all the Fleetwood Mac vibes. <laughs> Rhiannon has actually teased her way into example one a few times over the years. November 20th, 2008 at the National in Richmond, Virginia. July 8th, 2011 at the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids, Michigan. September 24th, 2015 at Music Farm in Charleston, South Carolina. And January 23rd, 2020 at Penn's Peak in Jim Thorpe, PA. Slipping into something a little jazzier as it continues on. Dancing back into example one a few minutes later. That's just such a great tune. It really is. I like that one so, so much. So glad they played that. And so glad that Rhiannon was slipped in there. I just love Fleetwood Mac. Love Stevie. And I'm so happy about that. (laughs) Closing out the first set of Night One at Apple Valley with Make It Right. I believe this is one of the first times that this song has seen some real expansion, invoked a shit ton of feelings throughout its journey that would begin quite early on, wandering off slightly before three and a half, spreading its wings and soaring out, embracing serious hopefulness, hitting the ground and taking off running about seven minutes, continuing to climb and build momentum coming more to an even level, make it right, shining through the clouds about three minutes later. This one I also tucked onto my list, which I will link in the show notes, the ever-evolving 2021 list. But if you're interested, it's there, so give it a spin. Set two for the final night at Apple Valley would start with 1348, featuring some movie lines piped into the intro, taking it back to like, 07 maybe 06 when they were doing that more regularly it seemed like I'm gonna have to go back through and think about that but if you've been seeing Umphreys for a significant amount of time um you know what I'm talking about um there was a time period where they were you know featuring lyrics from movies um like in the intros of songs you know before they were going to go into something or in in the middle of a jam or something like that Um, but I'm not totally sure what this 
snippet before 1348 was. I feel like, though, that if somebody said to me, oh, that's that movie, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that movie. But I just, I can't uh, place it just by listening to it. This one would begin its fall down the rabbit hole about four minutes, but instead of sinking neck deep, it instantly finds its feet and confidently dances on, calming down to collect its thoughts, sinking deeper into the gritty of it about ten and a half, shedding its previous outfit and adorning an energetic, robotic, and metallic vibe and sound as it dances along opening more and gathering more funk as it continues, enjoying a nice dance around the block, very slyly moving into the completion of In the Kitchen from earlier in the evening. Nemo next, followed by a huge highlight, I thought, from the two nights, Draconin, maniacally beginning its march into the jam slightly before five minutes, We would get a real treat tucked inside this one as the aggression of this Jimmy Stewart builds and intensifies. Jake unleashes an on-the-spot lyrical stew. Totally made up on the spot. Honestly, like at the time, I'm thinking like, is this Pantera or something? Because I don't know their catalog super well. So I'm like, okay, maybe Jake's just like invoking the spirit of somebody and just letting these out well he was but those were his lyrics that he made up on the spot so that was pretty cool letting go and falling all apart mechanically and meticulously piecing this all together sweetly underneath draconin starts to blossom the outer layers all falling away revealing Bayless. And those lyrics, just love those lyrics of this song. That also, no surprise, found a spot on my 2021 list. Taking us very dramatically out of that draconin, courtesy of Joel, falling further and further down the rabbit hole as it charts its plan of action. You can hear the next tune begin to take shape. This beginning to sound like it would give the listener some ominous feelings finding its way through the fog and slamming right into Andy's last beer. A very nice sandwich to close out the final set of the final night at Apple Valley. DBK with a hangover stuffed in the middle. The first part of the story is pretty juicy with a timestamp of 14 and a half minutes and begins again by us getting a little lost in the thick of the fog. Once it found its way, it confidently charged right into DBK, embodying a mixture of Pink Floyd and the Rolling Stones vibe to it about the nine-minute mark before it revs itself back up and drives back into DBK just real quick before heading back out and putting on something a little more sexy as it very sensually moves along, revealing that were nestled inside that Western jam for a minute. I mentioned Jake slipping into that every now and then, and it seems like I've brought that up a bunch during these uh, two nights here. So apparently he was slipping in and out of that a lot during this weekend, loosening its grip, escaping off, and really forging its own path until it remembers its original thought about 13 minutes 
and drives full force back into DBK. We're not quite finished with that one yet. Instead, we take a little detour and sidestepping into hangover, bringing closure to the sandwich and the second set, stomping right back into DBK. Encore for the evening, speak up, taking a very nice wander around the neighborhood, getting itself all worked up, spilling over and continuing to dance on, fully bringing the evening to an end with the conclusion of 1348 that started the second set. And I will admit that I was so deep in the moment at these shows that when they went back into the 1348 I was like whoa (laughs) I totally forgot that we had started this earlier and didn't finish it because there was so much else that had happened um so I was just like wow I forgot we didn't finish that but I guess that's how you know it was a good set (laughs) when you're just so lost in it you're just lost all sense of time and space and you're just entranced in it so I'm not even mad. I'm I'm very happy that it happened. So that's it. That's everything I have for this week. It was just incredible to be back at live shows. I mean, I I don't have to tell you listening, you know. If you've been able to get back to a live show, um since everything shut down last year, um, you know, you know exactly how I'm feeling now, what I'm trying to convey, um, you know, how it feels in the moment. Um, and it just, it feels so good and it gives such a renewed sense of, you know, we can do this. It's like me, me, like many of you, all of you, um, this is our release being at these shows and energetically getting it out and raging and the emotional stuff and seeing friends and hugs and laughing and just all of that you know we all needed this and so to be able to do that it kind of gives personally for me it filled my cup of course and so it made me feel like okay you know yeah like certainly personally still feeling burned out from dealing with all this stuff that has come since March of 2020, but being able to go to the shows and having that experience on top of all the awesomeness that came with having my kids there and everything, but just being able to have that music in my life again, it certainly gives you that little oomph. It gives you that oomph to keep going right now. And so I'm so grateful that I was able to to go, and actually, I will be in New Hampshire um, on the 23rd and the 24th. I could not wait until October. Those were my next dates. Um, on the calendar at the time when we went to Apple Valley was Umble, and that just was unacceptable for me. So um, I will actually be in New Hampshire on the 23rd and the 24th of July, and I'm really excited. Never been to New Hampshire before either, so I get to visit a new state and get some more music because I totally need it in my life again. 
So that's it. That's everything for this week of the show. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you for listening to me nerd out a little bit about finally getting to go to the shows and being able to take my kids with me and being able to share this with them. And, you know, they wanted to do this as much as I did. My son, Brendan, goes to so many shows with us and he missed it too. He missed being at the shows. He missed the music. He missed seeing everybody. And so I know that he had a wonderful time and was super happy to be back out there. He's already asked, uh, you know, when we're going to go and go on another road trip. And, you know, so they needed this too. And I'm really grateful that I was able to share it with them. It was, it was an incredible, incredible experience, incredible time. So thank you for listening to me talk all about it. And just, yeah, I'm so, so, so happy that music is back. Just so happy. So happy. (laughs) There are a bunch of links in the show notes for anything that I may have side note referenced throughout this whole episode, as well as links for where you can give these shows a listen. And don't forget that you can watch night one of Apple Valley on Nugs. The video is in there. So check that out too. Also tucked inside the show notes, you'll find links for where you can binge on past episodes, book a conversation and be a guest on the show, snag some of the fresh merch. There's new shirts and some stickers and all sorts of stuff. So check that out. You'll also find links to find the recent and past issues of Conduit Magazine on the DATC store. Take a peek at the new dropped among this crowd media company website and a whole bunch more there's links for so much stuff in there guys so make sure you check it out dig in and nerd out lots of great stuff so thank you so much for joining me i appreciate the shit out of you guys so much thank you thank you so much i will see you around these parts next week mad love